Marjorie just wanted us to know that God was her rock and was very ever-present in her life. And this morning we explore God's presence in prophecy. And the spiritual gift of prophecy is listed amongst the gifts of the Spirit. Yet sadly for Christians so often, it's one of the many gifts that we don't explore. Because if you were like me, maybe in life and in my Christian life, nobody really gave me a lot of teaching on prophecy. It was all great, it was brilliant, but it wasn't something that we were encouraged to do in the everyday. And of course, prophecy is for foretelling. It's, it's not a crystal ball. It's not sort of foretelling, foretelling, foretelling somebody's future. It is actually God speaking into our lives in an amazing way. And for those of us who have experienced that, for those of us who practice that, for those who have moved in the power of the Holy Spirit in prophecy, will know how powerful that has been for our life and our journey when God has spoken directly into a situation. Christians, you, me, followers, disciples, whatever we call ourselves here, however, as we encounter the presence of God, we are called more and more into the power of the Holy Spirit and what a difference he can make. And my goodness, does he need to make a difference at this time in us and through us? I don't know about you, I sense, along with many people, there is a sense of urgency at the moment in this world of people wanting to know God, but maybe not through the ways in which we have expressed that in the past. And so there is this element of this experiential encounter with God that we read about, not only in the Bible, but also as well, we read about and we experience through our everyday life. Marjorie said to stand on that rock, confident in his presence and his power that is given to us, given to us on the day of Pentecost. Not just for a few, poured out for all people. This is a gift that we can use. This is an amazing tool in our toolbox for those who wish to use it. And prophecy is one of the many tools that God has given us, especially in evangelism. And uh, I don't know about you, maybe you have tried that line with people. Excuse me, um, do you believe in Jesus? No. Thanks very much. <laughs> or, we've got this amazing thing happening at church. Do you fancy coming along to us? Um, no, thank you. <laughs> Just, or maybe... You stood at the bar in a pub and the person next to you, you feel this pain down your leg and you say, excuse me, have you just got pain in your leg? Yeah, how, did, how on earth did you know that? That's amazing. That's great. Do you mind if I pray with you? Yeah, I'd love you to. You know, see the difference. That experiential move of the Holy Spirit that is that burning bush that wakes people up, that draws people's attention and comes to life. You know, move in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Reply from many Christians, how do I do that? We're going to talk about that this morning. When it comes to spiritual gifts, be qualified, feel qualified, experience and use the gifts. Sadly, among some areas of the Christian church, moving in the prophetic power of the Holy Spirit hasn't been um, advertised well or practiced well. 
It may be more about ritual than about moving in the power of the Spirit. And Christians have received very little teaching, that was mine, but the prophetic can seize people's attention. I want you to imagine, really, if uh, somebody gave you, said, uh, oh, here's a recipe for a cake. That's really exciting, isn't it? All those lovely ingredients. But it's nothing like tasting it, is it? It's tasting. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And maybe as we move more and more in the prophetic. I always remember the Old Testament prophets had a tough job. You know, sometimes in prophecy, we give a message that maybe is quite tough for people. You know, I remember Jonah. Jonah is one of my favorites, you know? It was all great, wasn't it? It was great. Jonah did this thing. I'm, I'm happy to do this in my own setting. But Nineveh? No. You must be joking. But God's way of seizing attention is the people of Nineveh used to worship fish gods. So how did God arrange for it? God arranged for him to arrive in a fish, spew him up on the, on the beach. He said, I mean, job's half done, isn't it, really? Here I am. God gives us the tools and we need to use them, his presence and his purpose. Pictures, visions, dreams, words. Mark Stibbe, in his word, in, in um, prophetic evangelism, talks a lot about this, of lives being changed, powerfully changed in life. And here we have, he says, um, Paul, Paul had a vision to share the gospel. That night, Paul had a vision. He saw a man from Macedonia in northern Greece pleading with him, come over here and help us. So we just decided to leave for Macedonia at once, for we could only conclude that God was calling us to preach the good news there. Have you ever dropped anything that you were doing to go and preach the good news because God told you to and to be received? What a great opportunity to do that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. My experience was, um, having moved in the prophetic, I found this amazing move of God, that God can do it anywhere that you want, he wants to do it, 24-7. One of mine happened to be at an eight o'clock communion, Book of Common Prayer. God can work through the Book of Common Prayer, believe me. I didn't used to do the Book of Common Prayer at eight o'clock in the church where I was a curate, but the faithful six came along. They were there, and I was privileged that morning because my vicar had decided to go off and launch a boat and give me the eight o'clock communion, which was his little group and club. That was great. So fortunately, having had a bit of a past in High Anglo-Catholic, I do know the Book of Common Prayer. So I think they were quite impressed. They looked a bit bewildered at the beginning, but there I was in all my finery, all dressed up. You can imagine this. Or try to imagine, you may need prayer afterwards. Um, so there I am in all my finery, eight o'clock communion, singing all the responses, oh Lord, open thou our lips. And they replied, that was great, I was doing well. And then we came to communion. And the faithful six came along, Julie came up for communion. I didn't know these people at all. Totally separate congregation, as the eight o'clock often is. And uh, there they were, all definitely in the position to receive I start off at this end, um, the body of Christ keep you in eternal life. Uh, no, I think actually the words are, so I'd get them right, here we go. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for thee, preserve thee and thy soul unto everlasting life. Isn't that nice? Along the thing, 
until I get to this lady in the middle and the world stops. And I sense the Lord saying, tell her that her son is held in my arms. Hmm, is there any more? (laughs) No, that'll do. Just do it. So I just said, I just sense that the Lord's saying that your son is held in his arms. To which case she flooded at the altar rail, totally flooded. The other five were like meerkats. (laughs) This doesn't happen when the vicar does this. Oh my goodness. So we just had a short time of ministry there and we continued along. I was told that you have to go to the door to shake everybody's hand on the way out at the 8 o'clock. Apparently that is the formal thing that you do at 8 o'clock. Thank you very much, Vicar. Very nice, very correct. When is Nick back, you know. Um, (laughs) And she makes her way to the end of the line. And I said, sorry, I just don't know you. I don't do this at all. She said, I haven't been to church for 40 years. My son was diagnosed with cancer on Friday. And I sensed the Lord saying, you need to go to church on Sunday and I will speak to you. And she said, I was faithful. You're the first church I came to. And she said, the Lord is faithful. And I know that he's held it in God's arms. And that's my prayer. And I felt the Lord tap me around the ear and say, so you don't think I can work through the Book of Common Prayer. (laughs) The good thing was, is I was then called into the vicar's office on Monday morning and told I should never ever do that at the altar realm because it spoils worship. And that's why I'm here. (laughs) Thank you. The prophetic move of the word of God is powerful. And I would really encourage you that to move in that, to move and exercise the gifts, to operate and grow in confidence in the gifts of prophecy and of the Holy Spirit. And here's just three pointers as to how we do it. The first one is prayer. Build that relationship with God. Get to know him. Get to know his voice. Do that 24-7. We've been talking about prayer. Immerse yourself in prayer. Know that relationship with him. So that when the prompting comes, you know. You know where it's coming from. I often question myself and say, you know, is, is this of me or is this of you, Lord? In that relationship that we build in prayer 24-7, we know the prompting of God. We know that relationship, that closeness that he wants for it. And Jesus speaks truth, and he is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's not going to speak lies into somebody's life. That's somebody else's job to do that. That's the evil one that he tries to do. But this is truth that we speak in, and especially true when we operate in the gifts of prophecy. I want to be the sure, as we used to say in the past job, you know, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Or as one of my colleagues said, and nothing like the truth once. (laughs) But it was, um, you know, that's what we want, isn't it? We need to do that, is to move in truth and have that confidence. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. 
to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into this world. This is how you recognize the spirit of God. Test it to see that it comes from God. Be adventurous. Do that. So my my desire is to ensure that I minister and who receives that brings comfort, hope, love. Maybe even in my case when people have spoken into my life, uh, a strong word of direction. One of the moments that um, God spoke really clearly was um, when the collar was coming along and I can tell you I put up a really good fight. You know, you can run, but you can't hide, as they say. But we were, Mandy and I had taken some time away. We were just testing this. Lord, is this really of you? Is this what you're asking of us? And with that, we were there and uh, on this retreat, and a guy comes past, looks in through the door. We didn't know him at all. He sort of looked in, came past, and then came back again and said, excuse me, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know you both, but I've just had this picture for you both. And it's amazing yacht in a harbour. It's the most fantastic boat ever. He said, and you, mate, pointing at me, he said, you're manic. He said, you were all over this thing. He said, ready for it to go. And then pointed to Mandy and said, but you're the anchor of love and it's not going until you're ready. And that was amazing for us. That's what we needed to hear because we needed to do this together and not just Clive thinking that it was something that was really exciting. God speaks into the situations. Ask and you will receive. Maybe you're here this morning, maybe you're listening on the podcast and you are wanting the Lord to speak into a particular situation that you are in. Ask. If you have a picture for somebody, if you have a word for somebody, if you sense for somebody, don't hold back on it. Test it and go and share it because it will probably be life-changing for you as it was for us, as it was for the lady at the altar well, and it is for thousands of other people who receive a word or or prophecy in various different ways. Operate in the gifts of prophecy is for prayer. We read in the Bible, we reveal words for us. This week our young people have been focusing on prayer and prayer ministry. It was so exciting. You know, things were just bubbling up. It's really great when you've got that freedom. But maybe as we get a little bit older, maybe and a little bit stilted, and I oh, we better be a little bit careful with this. Maybe we need a new freedom that the Lord wants to give us for this time to share with the people who we are seeking to reach, who need to hear that experiential expression of the power of God. Presence. We're talking about presence. Know the presence of God in every situation, whether that's in the workplace, whether wherever you are during the day. Know the presence of God. Practice the presence of God. Imagine, you know, imagine being a disciple waking up in the morning. You're waking up with Jesus thinking, what on earth is he going to do today? What are we going to see? What has changed people? Nothing has changed When we wake up with Jesus in the morning, what are you going to show us, Lord? What what are you going to lead us to do? Who are we going to meet? Who are we going to speak to? Who are you going to lead me to pray with? Are you going to give me a word for somebody? It's exciting. Know and work in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. God responds to the prayer of faith 
and in his presence we know him. Jesus showed us his prime purpose, purpose was to be to- closely connected with the Father. And we should too. Inseparable. To know that presence and to be ready, ever ready to respond. Knowing God, getting to know him for his sake, not just for ours. Learning discernment as well. To discern, say, Lord, is this, yes, it is of me, because I recognize your voice. You've heard me say, I, 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 I sense God. You know, when, and, you know don't, don't go for that thus says the Lord stuff. You know, scares people off. You know, God has told me this is for you. Whoa. Maybe I just sense the Lord is saying this for you. I sense the Lord. You know, give yourself a bit of a safety net and let them weigh up and discern what God is saying to them. This reflects back to the earlier point about the prophets. That, that You know, that it's not only the prophets that hear from the Lord. We, we all hear. Nobody can tell me you didn't look in, the, in your Bible, in your Bible reading, and there was a word that leapt out at you. It's Margaret read. You know, a word maybe that you felt you had to share with people, a word that embedded itself in your heart for today. Maybe go home and read it again. And the last one is persistence. You know, I'm expecting to go to the 10.30 this morning and I will move in the presence of God. But then that ends at 11.30. (laughs) No. We are equipped, empowered, enabled, enthused and excited for a world that needs to hear at the moment. A people who are totally lost, who are fearful, who need to know or are searching for something else because everything else is falling around them. And what do they need? Jesus. But maybe it's that experiential move of the Holy Spirit that people will actually wake up that thing of maybe a word or something, maybe something you've read, something, maybe that thing where you get drawn to people. I always remember on a youth alpha there we, we did this about prophecy on the Holy Spirit Day. Has anybody done a Holy Spirit Day in Alpha? You don't know what you're missing. If those people with the hands up, tell them, bring your friends. It's absolutely amazing. You know, this sense of people. I've done this thing for ages as a Christian or something new, but I didn't know there was this power element. And I remember on a youth alpha, there was a kid called Foxy, and he came along, and he said, the next alpha that he came on, he said, do you know what? He said, that really worked. He said, I felt I had to smile at this woman at the bus stop. (laughs) He said, that's all I had to do. He said, I'm stood there, and he said, I was praying and saying, this stuff that Clive's been talking about on alpha, how does it work, God? And he said, I just want you to smile at that woman. And so he said, I gave her a nice big beam as I was waiting for the bus. And she came over and she said to me, thank you so much. She said, I've had a lousy, a lousy few weeks, but your smile has just lit up my life and given me hope. Is it that difficult, people? Is it that difficult when the Lord asks you to do something? Prayer, presence, and persistence. Be persistent. Seek the gifts. Stir up the gifts in the power of the Holy Spirit. Finally,
Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. You know, don't quench the spirit. Don't dampen it down. It's alive and it is alive to be fed as we move more and more in the presence of God. It sort of flows out of you when you move in the supernatural presence of God. And maybe more and more, there are those here, maybe if you're listening on the podcast, you're saying, Lord, I want to do that. I want to move more and more in the presence and power of your Holy Spirit in prophecy. I want to bring that to people's lives. I want to bring them good news. I'll finish with a very quick story from Mark Stibby in his book. If you can get hold of it now, it's a very old one, but here. And uh, demonstrations of God's power. And he tells a story of here of a friend of mine was sitting in the back of a taxi. The Lord spoke to her and she leant over and said to the man in front, you're not a taxi driver, you're a surgeon and you're from Ukraine. The man was amazed because that is exactly what he was. He asked her how she knew and she said, because Jesus told me. At that moment, a picture dropped into her heart of a young girl with the name called Anna. She shared with the man that he had a daughter called Anna The man became very moved at this point. He had left his daughter behind in the Ukraine and missed her greatly. She was called Anastasia. Anna for short. Needless to say, this revelation opened a door to the gospel between my friend and a taxi driver she had never, ever met. God is good. Do we want to make a difference in people's lives? I think somebody nodded at me then. Do we want to make a difference in people's lives? Please, as part of this series, explore more and more the prophetic. Do the things that we, we are called today. Let's, uh, maybe let's just take a moment before we continue in our worship.